This week's cutoff story would be story number 11, that being Harold Reed, the Statler Brothers singer, the bass singer, dying at the age of 80. This was a really big deal this week, but not quite big enough to make it top 10 material. But we mentioned it here anyway. More details on this story can be found by going to the website, thisisaconversation.com. Clicking on the link for this week's podcast for this week. This is the week ending May the 2nd, new month. 2020 and of course what you really want to know is what stories actually were the tops the top 10 per you this week we'll get to those in mere moments here on the weekly wrap-up show with me jacob from Payne. as i said week ending may the 2nd 2020 And welcome to the show. I'm Jay Cliven Payne, your host for the weekly wrap up here inside the Internet. This is brought to you by the Conversation Project at thisisaconversation.com. And the point of the project about the conversation is to have the best conversations. And we focus on the best conversations about the best news stories around the world. Now, our old tagline was getting beyond the Chiron, getting beyond the breaking news that broke all day long. But it's the same message, message, a different, different tone, if you will. We try to talk about the best news stories out there around and sometimes the not so best news stories. We just basically put them out there for you to tell us which stories are the most conversational news stories. Some of them headline news, some of them very, very lowly news and very weird stories, to be honest. And it's very simple how we do that. We have two feeds on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. And you just have to interact with them as if you're doing your normal thing on Facebook. Follow us at this is a conversation and make sure we are set as a primary source in your feed. So we're popping up often inside what you're watching. And on Twitter, it is TH underscore conversation because it's a little long. But the same thing applies. As you see a story come down your feed every 50 minutes or so, we put a new news story into the feed. So you just like it, love it, hate it, share it, engage with the stories that they come down into your social media feed. And the more engagement a story gets, the higher score it has. Now, on Friday mornings, what we do is we come through and we we pull the numbers and we put them in a spreadsheet and we weigh them out so that the Facebook and the Twitter responses get an equal ranking. And most times there's a lot more Twitter. So that's just in. I'll explain that in a bit. But we get a full raw score for the top to bottom this week. The bottom goes not quite as far as we go normally. Only got about 190 distinct different postings this week, but still plenty of conversation between all you guys out there in the Internet. We put you put it on this podcast right here and you can hear how it all comes down every single week. Now, if you want to see how things go down on a more consistent basis, Monday through Thursday, we have a newsletter called eight things to talk about that back when we were all going to work. It's basically set you up with the eight things that happened the day before to talk about in your water cooler talk. Now you can do it in your Zoom chats or whatever. You go to our website and see how to subscribe to that as well. That comes out on Monday through Thursday and other things come through as as allotted so the big thing is this whole thing is sponsored brought to you powered by you we'll get to more of that in a bit as well uh, but this being the first of the month we'll also talk about the people who actually give directly to us as our patreon patrons so we'll talk about them and give them shout outs in a bit uh, but right now just remind you that if you want to be a patreon patron you can just go to this is the conversation.com slash patreon and you can help make this thing go a little bit further. We're trying to do lots of great things to expand the reach we have here and expand what we can do. But as you know, a lot of folks, especially podcasts in the podcast world, are hurting right now. So we can use a little help keeping things going as well. So let's do all the chit chat stuff later on. Oh, if you have any questions, email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Now that that's out of the way, 
chit-chat aside, let's get to actual things you want to hear about the stories that were most interesting this week in the top 10. Start off with story number 10, obviously. Frustrated customers at Kay, Zales, and Jarrett say their wedding and engagement rings are stuck in jewelry jail due to coronavirus-related store closures. We posted this on Tuesday, the 28th of April. Business Insider acts has to be the source from this story that we used. And this story gets a bump in response. That means more people responded to this story than previous stories, the one right before it, especially by 4.39%. That's how many more people were engaged with this one than the last one. So here's the deal with the deal. Because of the coronavirus, most major retailers are closed. And since stores like Zales, K, Jarrett, those things are a lot of them located in malls where most of those are shut down because of social distancing and basically being around crowds. People who have wanted to get their wedding on in the last couple of months have had issues. People who've just dropped off jewelry for resizing and cleaning have had the same issues. But this just goes to a level of bonkers for people who are preparing for weddings uh, because it's such a glorious and grand time. And right now is a time where the weather is warming up, even though February is still a little chilly in places. There are a lot of February weddings and, of course, a lot of March and April weddings before things get really, really steamy for the summer, unless you're a destination wedding. So if you had a wedding plan for whatever reason, and right now COVID-19 is getting in the way of that wedding, if your ring is being held by one of these places, you're probably having that issue and freaking out about that as well. Some people just went ahead and got the thing done at the courthouses. Some people have improvised. Uh, there was even a story we had. It didn't make a top 10 anytime soon uh, about a, a person who was having a wedding and the ring was somewhere else. And FedEx had to deliver it like right at the site to do a, a wedding shoot. Uh, but right now, weddings are a big thing. And unfortunately, a big place that takes care of wedding people big places should say that being places like Zales K and Jared are having their issues with states opening up things. We'll see if this will start to slowly uh, ramp things back up. Let's move on to the story at number nine this week. And this is one where the picture uh, says basically all the words you need to, but the headline is Alex Smith says doc surgically moved his quad muscle into shin to save his leg. TMZ has a story and you want to go to, to the link for the story at this is a conversation.com. The link for this week is this week's podcast name, which is, of course, for May the 2nd, 2020. We posted this story on Tuesday, the 28th of April. It gets a bump response from the number 10 story of 4.39%. Now, Alex Smith, the football player, went and had a pretty serious football injury towards the end of last season. And uh, now he's getting a chance to show off what's been done to it. And when you see the pictures, trust me, Click the link at our website so you can see the pictures. Uh, it is pretty nasty, gnarly looking. He's starting to do some rehab. And because of the weirdness of the situation, a story that you may see coming up next next week, we post a link to it this weekend about Alex Smith being able to rehab in a military facility because this was like, like a wartime injury. This is one of those series. He was going to lose a leg, lose his leg in this situation. But they did these this really, really extreme surgery. So check out the link and check out the pictures and comment with us about what you think about the whole thing. Email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Talk about any story you want to. We talk about this week. Let's move to number nine, uh, eight story, I should say. And the eight story uh, last week we had a phenomenal Facebook week. This week we're back to normal, except for a weirdness of here. The top Facebook story only made it to number eight. So most of these things were driven by Twitter 
love. That doesn't mean there weren't a lot of Facebook love on the way, but this one had the top Facebook responses, and so the Twitter response helped push it up a little bit to the eight spot this week. Your headline is, Will Reeve went on air wearing a suit coat and no pants, not realizing everyone could see his legs. So the big deal about this story, oh, by the way, posted Tuesday the 28th of April, and the bumper response is 18.49%. Can't forget those stats. Now, the big deal about this is for GMA, Good Morning America, which is still doing what it can do. All the news news agencies and news shows are doing what they can do in the world of coronavirus. But what we joke about in radio all the time and is basically turned into the real life thing on TV. Uh, we joke about, you know, we're doing pantsless radio all the time. That happens a lot. What's happening is uh, if you remember that episode of sports night from way back 20 years ago, uh, where the guys did the show, but didn't have their full suit. So they just did it in their jackets and they walked around in shorts. This is, this is basically what happened with Will Reed. Will Reed had a spot, a hit on good morning America He's doing it from his living room. He's got his coat on. Everything's good. And he sets his own camera for himself. He does a shot. And then the world sees that the angle is a little too wide and we can see his legs. Now, he assured us afterwards, realizing what happened, that he was wearing gym shorts. He wasn't just literally pantsless. He was just wearing shorts. He didn't decide to put on the, the, the pants part of the suit today. But that's what happened. A lot of people reacted to it. And GMA, of course, as we noted in the eight things to talk about newsletter this week, they have issues with people wearing the wrong things more often than not. Laura Spencer, one time a few years back, famously came into work on wearing a green dress when she was doing green screen work that day. And obviously that didn't work out so well for her. Uh, well, but you can see from that. Check out what you can see from and, and he, pretty good legs, if you ask me, uh, of the picture by checking out the link at our website. Let's move along to the story at number seven. This one was one that I didn't really get, but you guys got a lot. Elijah Wood dropped by a fan's Animal Crossing Island to sell turnips and was the perfect guest. BuzzFeed gave a long story, detailed story with pictures, and we posted on Sunday, the 26th of April. Bumpy response from the number eight story of 22.7%. With all the people who are now shuttered in because of coronavirus not doing very much. One of the very, very, very good stories out of that is the video game Animal Crossing came out with its new version right at the time for people to kind of binge and gouge on that one. And something that goes along very well in Animal Crossing is actually dealing with various people in the, in the, in the video game. It's a very interactive game uh, where the world is expansive and you can go walk around and meet people at other places. And something that's really big in the game is going to shops and selling things. So Elijah Wood, the Elijah Wood, shows up at some random person's shop and and says, hi, I'm Elijah Wood. Or it gets out that that's who it is. And he sells her some turnips at the shop and is all fine and good. He even hung around for a little in-house, you know, selfie party in Animal Crossing. You can do that. Uh, met some friends online. She, she chatted folks in. They all came over and they met Elijah Wood, the virtual Elijah Wood in Animal Crossing in this thing. He's out there doing good things for folks, you know, selling turnips, being nice and all that good stuff in this world where there's so many crazy things happening. He could be some doing other mean things with folks, but Elijah Wood's doing great things. That's all I got, to be honest. I don't play Animal Crossing and the whole thing seemed a little silly, to be honest, but a lot of people jumped on this story really, really heavy. And when it came out over the weekend and so 
it was strong enough to stick around for the end of the week at the seventh spot. Congratulations for you Animal Crossing lovers and Elijah Wood lovers. Maybe you're all basically the same guys. Moving on to number six, Cincinnati Bengals releasing longtime quarterback Andy Dalton. CNN is where we sourced this Thursday, the 30th of April, the day we posted this, a bumpy response of 4.62 from the last story. NFL draft just happened. The the the, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, say that three times fast, uh, just drafted themselves a brand new shiny quarterback. So what do you do when you do that? You get rid of the old brand new shiny quarterback, although he's been up over 12 years, I believe, as a quarterback, at basically as the head of of the Bengals. Andy Dalton not going to get a chance to school up their new guy. He's going to go elsewhere. He was released, and a lot of people gave a lot of love to all that he gave. But the Red Rocket, uh, unfortunately, no longer a part of the Bengals crowd. Where he'll end up, who will know? There's going to be a lot of shakeup this year in the NFL, depending on when it actually starts. And so it's hard to gauge how things are going to work out for Andy Dalton. But something tells me that Andy Dalton will be just fine and somebody will pick up Andy Dalton. And so his career is not over. And this is the part where I snuck in the fact that Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. I'm sorry. Had to do that. Let's move on to the story at number five this week. And this is a story that I truly love. This is my very favorite story of the week. Uh, it The headline reads like this. Kentucky man Tupac Shakur accepts apology from governor who mistakenly accused him of unemployment prank. Tuesday, the 28th of April, we posted this bumpy response of 1.66 from the story at number six. And this is not the first time we've talked to or talked about this man, Tupac Shakur. We had a story about a couple years ago in this where he popped up, uh, where, you know, somewhere popped up. And Tupac Shakur, the man living in Kentucky, just turned to be the point of the story. And now he's back again in a different context. The governor of Kentucky was talking about um, the new unemployment rules and how the money's working and people taking giving care of with COVID-19 and, and talking about how there's a penchant for people to have fraud. One example, a man named Tupac Shakur decided to file for unemployment. Ain't that kind of silly. The problem is, Mr. Shakur this Mr. Shakur really exists. He changed his name a few years ago, a few years back, and which is where we had the story from before. He changed his name, so that got popped up in a mistaken identity thing. Now he is legitimately replying for unemployment benefits, and the governor's calling him out because that's the name that stuck out, so they thought it was a joke. The governor had to apologize to this Tupac Shakur for... Um, for, you know, calling him out for being a liar when he wasn't. It's a silly story. It's a ridiculous setup. It's like a one in a million chance of being pulled into a news story. But this guy's had two of them on our countdowns alone. So his 15 minutes of fame is definitely overdone. I'm not sure exactly what he's doing other than change his name to Tupac. Maybe if this was the weekly wrap up hosted with Tupac Shakur, I'd get more juice. We'll see. In the meantime, you can share the podcast and share all the things we do at from This Is Conversation at thisisconversation.com. By, and that will maybe give us more juice there as well. And maybe I don't have to go through all the rigmarole of changing my name this time. We shall see. Let's move ahead to the story at number four. Uh, Hall of Fame, Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, induction delayed until 2021. Thursday the 30th, we posted this one as well. A slight bump of response of 1.09%. Yes, the Hall of Fame ceremony for baseball is not happening. Why not? Well, right now, baseball 
for the season of 2020 is not happening. So whenever they begin the season this year, they've got other things to worry about than Derek Jeter getting his ring. Although, as we talked about in last week's story, we have a Derek Jeter. He's a good guy, so he need to get his ring. But I think he's even okay with passing that off to a ceremony for next year. Now, whether they'll do a combined ceremony or something like a two-day thing for 2020, 2021, we'll see. But what's going to not happen is a ceremony this year or a lot of different pieces this year other than whatever they need to do to fast track. If you want to go deeper into the story, go to thisistheconversation.com. Click the link for this week's podcast, the podcast week ending May 2nd, 2020, and you can see all the stories we have listed and go deeper into what they are trying to do, what they think they may do to celebrate the class of 2020 in the Hall of Fame for Major League Baseball. Let's get on to the story at number three. Alinity is suspended from Twitch for wardrobe malfunction. Combook.com is our source for this one. Sunday the 26th is the day we posted this one, so this one lasted a while as well. And a major bump in response from the story at 4 at 12.9%. And this is another case where I'm just not too hip, but a very popular streamer on Twitch. Her name, a full name is Natalia in Mongolian, or known on Twitch, she's known as Alinity, had a wardrobe malfunction. And she did, and it happened. And she went on a self uh, a, a, a self-suspension. Basically, she took herself off the, the, the platform for a little bit because she knew she did a little something off. And it looked like she'd got away with a, a little slap on the wrist thing. But no, she was suspended officially from Twitch for the wardrobe malfunction. You can go to the link at our website, thisistheconversation.com, and get deeper into the story because I, once again, don't get it. Um, not sure what these people are doing on streaming other than literally talking to themselves and random people going on but because she wore something that wasn't quite right and there were problems that were along with that wasn't quite rightness uh she made a slip twitch slipped her off for a good period of time which means she's not doing anything productive i'm not sure what productive she's doing think before but that's not for me that's for you you guys decided that that story was top three material and that is the only reason why i'm talking about it at top three level Top two-level story is a super story. It is combining two headlines, one that would have been third, one that would have been number 10, and it popped it up to number two this week. The headline is, Kristen Cavallari, Jay Cutler, choose conspicuous time to announce divorce, legal expert claims. Tuesday, the 28th of April, today we posted this, and there have been a couple of the Kristen and Jay Cutler stories out there. We posted two and decided not to go too crazy with it. The first one being the fact that they announced their divorce, and this one saying that divorce lawyer saying that it looks kind of hinky to me. Now, the bump in response from the number three story 6.71%. So a lot of people were really into these two stories combined. As I say, combines, that's your disclaimer, but they would have been number three at the top anyway. And here's where we are. Now, we made note of the first story we put out there about there being divorced, about just the fact you're going on. We put a, a note in the eight things to talk about newsletter about last year. I think it was this time last year we were talking about the story where Kristen Cavallari was... She was marveling at her husband's ability to to um, unclog her milk ducts, and which brought up a lot of yes, Jay Cutler really does suck jokes within the football community. Jay Cutler's a football player, by the way. 
So now, after all this time, this lovely couple's not making it work out. This story uh, that we actually posted as the top, the combined, was where the legal expert basically says, looks a little weird. Number one, maybe they're trying to drop it in this world where people aren't paying much attention to celebrity gossip uh, because of COVID-19, which is not the case because people are looking for celebrity gossip in COVID-19. But the other thing was it literally looked like the way things were being developed, that Kristen Cavallari was trying to get ahead of Jay Cutler in the uh, the storytelling games. And if the storytelling is that Kristen Cavallari is telling is true, which is some things we actually didn't post this week, then it's probably a good note on her end to get ahead of it because it's putting Jay Cutler in some pretty bad lights. Uh, you can look to the story itself and read what this one is saying, go deeper details on where their work goes to, and of course, search for Kristen Cavallari or Jay Cutler and see what exactly they're going on because they were on fire with stories being posted this week. We only took the time to put two out there, and the two combined have a love from you guys as a number two story for the week. So let us get to the number one story, and the stats go like this. We posted this one on Saturday, 25th of April, so this one lasted quite a long time. You guys loved getting in this one. Uh, This gets a bumper response from the number two story of 27.1%. Bumper response from the number 10 story this week, which was the headline on the customers uh, not being happy with Kay, Sales, and Jared because they had their wedding rings of 287.0%. Sorry for the speech there. And a bumper response from story 190, the almost relevant story for the week. We'll tell you the headline in a bit, but it was more responsive than that story by 6,214%. Your headline for the number one story, as per you this week, China sends doctors to North Korea as TV reports fuel speculation about Kim Jong-un's health. And we happen to pull it from Newsweek, at least this particular story, by the way. And that's that's the deal. Kim Jong-un has not been seen, air quotes caveat, uh, in about two weeks as we posted this story. And people were trying to figure out what was going on. The week before, we posted stories about Kim Jong-un and him being near death or maybe possibly dead because of a botched operation. More details we think we know was we believe that operation was a heart procedure. Uh, we found out more that, that this his ceremonial train was was parked essentially in his um, in one of the places he likes to kind of chill out and hang out. And then this story about Chinese doctors being sent to check on him. Now, what you don't see in this week's podcast or in this week's work yet is through Friday and then Saturday morning, there have been reports of Ching Im Jong-un actually wandering around being alive. Number one, reports of him and his sister visiting a fertilizer factory. And two, pictures of him showing up uh, sometime this morning today. So he's been seen again on state media, and we haven't heard him say anything. But uh, the speculation that him being dead is not being played in North Korea, although who knows if they're playing this, playing this all for fools right now. All we know is we don't know much about North Korea, and that's essentially where we can stand on that one. Kim Jong-un, as far as North Korean media is saying, the the reports of his death were extremely, extremely um, exaggerated. But maybe they're trying to fool us all. Who knows? We'll find out or maybe not find out soon enough. In fact, I think it took like two years before someone actually remarked that his father was actually died. Maybe I'm stretching that a bit, but it took a while. It took a while before people actually acknowledged that the elder 
mid-elder. Kim Jong got um, lost his life, so we'll see when we find out what happens and who will be put in charge. Right now, the rumor is between his sister and an uncle. We know that he killed the brother that would have been the main guy, but he just wanted to party anyway. So we will find out more about this. Who knows? It's North Korea. In the meantime, we will find out more about the stories that were at the very bottom of the list in just a moment. That's going to happen uh, in just a bit. We'll get to the almost relevant story of the week and the bottom five here on the weekly wrap up with Jay Cleveland Payne. This is for the week ending May the 2nd, 2020. The Conversation Project is powered by you, and there's many ways you can help us keep things going. If you see one of our ads on either the newsletter or the website, click on the ad and buy from that vendor, and those ads are affiliates. We get a little percentage of that as a supplier to them. You can also share what's going on with what's going on in the conversation by sharing the podcast, literally letting people know what's going on, including the newsletter and things as well. Uh, but you can also directly help. You can go into your pocket and hand us money. Uh, we, we do not refuse any money. And the best way to do that is become a sponsor on Patreon. Become a patron, and every month you can allow us to get a little bit and know that we have some support from you guys who are listening. Uh, we always go to the first of the month and go to a big shout out to our Patreon sponsors. So we are doing that again one more time. First off to the folks behind the Context and Clarity podcast who do what they can uh, to kind of work out the details of all the madness that is political talk. And while they're on a hiatus because right now, all political talk is we hate people because of coronavirus. They will come back very soon, very strong with more things that are going into the world of politics that isn't straight from a Republican or a Democrat's view, but from people just trying to make sense of it all. We also want to thank uh, the owner of Rudy, the world's most dangerous dog, for letting Rudy use his debit card and give me a couple bucks every month. So we thank you so much for the folks out there who are helping keeping these things going. And if you want to be a part of the, the people helping keeping these things going, and yes, I used that prop, improper grammar on purpose twice, it's very simple. Go to thisisaconversation.com slash Patreon. Thisisaconversation.com slash Patreon. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It is a service that just allows us to take a subscription and you can get in for as little as $5, as little as a dollar a month, actually, just to chip in to help things out. Uh, it, while I do say I'm the one-man band behind this, there are other people that help flesh out this project and other projects under my More Better Media banner. That is run like a business. And so as a business, I'm looking for subscribers. And if you want to be able to help this business, we appreciate it anytime. If you just want to ask other ways that you contribute, email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. In the meantime, the best way that you can be a sponsor is to literally be a sponsor via Patreon. This is the conversation.com slash Patreon is the way to go. To give some contrast to the top 10, we offer up the bottom five. And the one at the very bottom was what we call the almost relevant story of the week. We give the most context to because it's at the bottom. It is normally a story that's posted later in the week. And that's what happened with this one at the bottom five. But a lot of these stories aren't so late stories, which is 
an oddity. We'll just get into what they are so you can get into them as they are. So starting off with the story at 186 this week, Little League World Series canceled and amid coronavirus pandemic, uh, Sports Illustrated gave us that story. We posted on Thursday, the 30th of April, and that story is basically the headline says it all. Most sports are pretty much done. And so because there are no kids out there playing Little League Baseball, can't really put people together. Plus, you can't get kids from around the world together. Little League World Series, the big one, is canceled. Uh, We'll see if any of the smaller ones or the other regional ones do happen. But right now, I know my kid had no soccer season because of COVID-19. It was basically the week before practice started. So I'm not sure how any soccer league, any sports leagues for the summer is going to happen uh, between now and the middle of of June, July. It just doesn't seem like it's going to work. At 187, thieving band of children somehow steal 46 cars worth $1.1 million. Thursday the 30th, we also posted that one. You just have to go to our website, thisistheconversation.com, and click the link for that story. You'll see it on the link for this week's podcast, which is, of course, for May the 2nd, 2020. Click the link for that story, and you can get deeper into that details of those. But it's um, an amazing story about a bunch of kids who went around stealing cars and mostly got away with it. So tell me if this headline explains it for you. The Twitch streamer who said broke viewers, quote, should be working, unquote, apologized after intense backlash calling her comments, quote, tone deaf, unquote. The insider gave us that one Friday, the 24th of April, the day we posted that one. So you didn't care for this one very much when we posted it last Friday. Uh, so we're going to just kind of let it go. If you're into the story, click the link and read deeper into it. Two Twitch stories make the countdown, although one made it for not making it, if you will. Uh, but this is another case of Twitchers or online influencers who really don't get it, not really getting it. A 189. This is a story that was really interesting to me, but of course, the timing on this one really caught it so it didn't get much traction. We'll see because it's technically a Friday story if it actually catches traction for next week. But the headline is this No NCAA football game until at least 2021 or later, if ever. Uh, this came from a game website where we pulled the link on Friday, the first. And this is just uh, more backlash, if you will. From the NCAA's ruling that likenesses can be now used for other things. No one's figured out how to make that thing work, of course. So until they can figure out how to actually pay the student athletes for their likenesses and various things, they're not going to get that well-awaited well football game for NCAA and also for basketball as well. Uh, but the big deal is they've not done a football game for NCAA since uh um, 12, 2012, I think. So it's been a long time since we played um, Madden NCAA football. And right now people are chomping the bit to make that game because people want to buy that game, but they still have to figure out how to pay the kids throughout the way. And the story that is at the very bottom this week, headline reads hundreds protests in Michigan seeking end of governor's emergency powers. Uh, this is a Reuters story that we pulled. We pulled it on Thursday, the 30th of April This gets a bump in response below or below in response. This was less responsive than the number one story by 6,200%, as we already said. We will read you a little bit from this one because it it garners reading, although you kind of get the gist of it. You you know what's what's been going on. This is essentially uh, all the people that are wandering around Michigan wearing holding long guns complaining about the lockdown. But let's read a little bit more from the story from Reuters. 
Hundreds of protesters, some armed, gathered at Michigan's state capitol in Lansing on Thursday, objecting to Governor Gretchen Whitmer's request to extend emergency powers to combat COVID-19, an appeal Republican lawmakers ignored. The protests appear to be the largest in the state since April 15th, when supporters of President Donald Trump organized thousands of people for Operation Gridlock, jamming the streets of Lansing with their cars to call out that they said that what they said was the overreach of Whitmer's strict stay-at-home order. The slow reopening of state economics around the country has taken on political overtones as Republican politicians and individuals affiliated with Trump re-election promoted such protests in electoral swing states such as Michigan. Many people at Thursday's America's Patriots rally included militia groups, members carrying firearms, and people with pro-Trump signs appeared to be ignoring state social distancing guidelines as they clustered together within six feet of each other. Quote, Governor Whitmer and our state legislature, it's over with. Open this state. Mike Detmer, a Republican U.S. congressman candidate turning, running for the state's eight districts spot held by Democratic Eliza Stockton, <sighs> take a deep breath, told the crowd, let's get business back open again. Let's make sure that there are jobs to get back to. Police allowed more than 100 protesters to peacefully enter the Capitol building around 1 p.m., where they crammed shoulder to shoulder and sought access to legislative chambers, some carrying long guns. Few wearing face masks. This gets really, really long, so I'm going to go ahead and stop there. But you get the gist of what's happening. You got the gist of what's happening because you've been following along. Um, this is one of the larger groups of people who are protesting, which they have the right to, uh, against their freedoms. They also are making it really, really hard for people to stay healthy if they were to believe, which apparently they don't. Social distancing is an issue that keeps people from getting sick and spreading the COVID-19 virus. We will see how this all plays out. This is all not said and done, but we are seeing this weekend and the next week or so, many states working to open up their economies in various places, mostly slowly, but we'll see exactly what happens if there is a spike within the next week or so. We'll know if social distancing is going to be something that we'll be stuck to for even longer than we expect. Coming up in just a bit, we'll talk about the numbers. That's some of the numbers around the things we did, just basically keeping me accountable with how this countdown works out so you don't just think I'm just throwing out stories because trust me we would not have two twitch stories in this countdown if I were just throwing out stories I'm just going to put that out there right now you're listening to the weekly wrap up with Jay Cliff and Payne this is for the week ending May the 2nd 2020 This week's podcast spotlight goes to What Works with Tara McMullen. Now, this is how she describes her podcast. What Works is a free weekly show that takes the mystery out of how small businesses really work. With each episode, Tara deep dives with a small business owner and asks about how they manage their marketing, money, operations, team building, growth, or personal leadership. She asked the nosy questions you've always wanted to ask other business owners. Now, I enjoy this podcast because I'm a big fan of Tara. She is the owner, the manager of a AV service called uh, What Works. That is, you know, where the name of the podcast comes from. But it's basically a 
a group, a network for people who are trying to work their business better. And if you want to join her network, you can do that and find out what works, what, how it works, tongue-tied there, by going through what works with Tara McMullen. Uh, she, has had a, she has a very, very interesting backstory and a very impressive resume, so you might want to check it out there on that end. And here's a quick five-star review that she got for a podcast, because we're just doing that these days. Tara is a master at bringing together knowledgeable, generous business owners who have worked hard to build their businesses and are willing to share it all. So check it out. Check out the podcast and maybe check out what works her actual networking group. And they may be able to help you get what you need to do for your business off the ground. I've been a member at various times and have always gathered great information from the group and feels a good bit of love. It's a little female oriented, so it's pretty heavy on that end. But other than that. I still feel pretty loved with what works. Check out the podcast and check out the network. Check out Tara, what she has going on. She is listed pretty much anywhere your pods are cast or go to explorewhatworks.com for the direct link to the podcast as well. The podcast that we're spotlighting this week is What Works with Tara McMullen, and hopefully it's one that you will want to enjoy and add to your collection. As I explained earlier, we went back to a normal 10-9 split, 10-90 split for the percentages of engagement from Facebook to Twitter. Uh, 9.26% engagement on the Facebook and Twitter, 90.74%. So we're back to that more or less 10%, only 10% people responding on Facebook. Last week was a monster, like 25%. Uh, so it made a big difference in how things rolled out. But this week, back to what's more or less normal. And with the top story this week taking only 4.38% of the response, not the massive response it did last week, that means the top 20 stories, the top 10 stories, should say, back to the normal 20-ish percent, 20.78% of the responses of all the engagement that we had this week. At the bottom, still the very bottom, the bottom five stories only reached about 0.54%, so half a percent, which is actually a little better than it normally does, but still on the extremely low end. The only thing that was odd on this week was the super story we presented with Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. As we said, there were many stories of many different angles posted this week, including some of the dirt that Kristen was dishing on her soon-be ex-husband, Jay. But we only posted a story about them officially, initially divorced, releasing the information, and on this lawyer who says the timing of the announcement, just a little off. The two of those combined, of course, became story number two this week. And if you want to control, contribute to whatever becomes whatever number story it will be next week, it's very simple. You just do what you simply are already doing online. You join us on our Facebook and our Twitter feeds. On Facebook, look for This Is The Conversation. It's a blue uh, thought bubble that's up there. And click on it and make sure you set us as a default in your feed. If you want to follow us on the Twitter, which apparently that's where most people are, it's TH underscore conversation, and all day long, every 50 minutes or so, we post a new link from a different story from different sources, and if a story pops up that you enjoy that looks look kind of interesting, click the link and read the story so the people get some love, the people actually wrote the story get love, and then give the story some love or some hate or some responses or whatever you want to do to engage with it based on the platform it's there. The higher the engagement, the higher number of clicks it gets into the, the the big bucket, and we round them out into a nice raw score from top to bottom, 
usually around 200 or so stories. This week, we got a little short. Things are kind of crazy. Coronavirus, you know how that is. And so we give you at the very end of the week the top and the bottom of the listing. So you get to know what stories you said were the most important, what headlines were the most engaging and conversational per you, not a news director, and what stories just didn't really resonate for you guys as well. Remember, this thing takes time and effort, and I hate to do the begging for resources thing, but this is where I beg for resources one more time. It's powered by you, so you can do some simple things. If you see one of our ads, please, please, please just just visit our sponsors, and they will help to pay us. We get a little bit as an affiliate link from those ads, so anybody that you love, click on them, buy from them, we get paid from them. You can also directly help me, a direct sponsor, a patron, if you will, by going to thisisaconversation.com slash Patreon and signing up for a monthly Patreon uh, subscription to us. Another way that's very simple, is you can just go to buymeacoffee.com slash Payne, and you can basically, for the cup of coffee, you can keep things going here as well. We will find, if you have any way you want to help contribute, trust me, we have ways to get to that, but the simplest way is just go through Patreon or Email us for basically anything you want to know. The conversation inbox at gmail.com is our universal email for this whole thing. Uh, it will take care of what you need to take care of. We can talk about stories. We can talk about anything you want to. It's there for you all the time. The most important thing you can actually do is to just share the podcast and share the love and share our newsletter and share our links at Facebook and Twitter. Share with other folks out there. So you bring more people into the conversations that we're having. The more people we have to judge and prejudge and overjudge, the better conversations we have because we have more distinct personalities in the system. Trust me, more people is better, even if they disagree, because it makes things that much richer. Of course, subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already subscribed, we're on all the single podcatchers that you can think of. And if you can't find us, let us know. We will find a way to get there. Once again, I am Jay Cleveland Payne thanking you on behalf of all the folks behind the Conversation Project and More Better Media for helping us make this thing happen. You do the bulk of the work. It takes a little it takes a lot of effort and time to make this podcast. Don't let me don't get me wrong, but you guys are doing the work by listening to what's going on all week, reading the stories, responding to what's going on and giving us the actual script. So, we cannot do this without you. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back next week with another podcast. We'll see what stories you say are the most important, the most hype, the most interesting, the most conversational via social media. We'll see you next week.